This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. For years, employers in New Brunswick could pay employees with disabilities a sub-minimum wage, meaning that an individual could be paid as little as 30 cents per hour per their work. And it was legal. Well, now, thanks to the work of advocates, the government says laws in the Employment Standards Act will be changed. Joining me now to discuss this story is Shelley Petit, chair of the New Brunswick Coalition for Persons with a Disability. Shelley, thank you for making time for us today. We're grateful. Thank you for having me. It's greatly appreciated. Shelley, as I mentioned, this is the result of tireless work from advocates. What was your reaction when you heard that the government was going to be introducing these changes? We were happy, of course. We're pleased. But at the same time, there was this big celebration that was made around it. And we were like, should we really be celebrating or giving kudos to the government for doing what was right and what should have happened years ago. Mm. Why you do know, you... we just seem to be, we just seem to be, it's okay to walk all over us, they seem to think. Why do you think it took so long? To, to me, this seems like such a basic fundamental thing in terms of a human right for a person with a disability not to be paid a, 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 the bare minimum, the minimum wage. Why do you think this took so long to change? Again, in, in New, I don't know about the rest of Canada, I can only comment for New Brunswick, but in New Brunswick, systemic ableism is rampant and it starts at the very top of the government. We've been encouraging the government for years to, to lead by example and start even by hiring persons with disabilities to show that not only can we work, that we're great workers and that we're great at thinking outside the box and there's so many statistics to prove this and we can't even get them to do that. They just want us to live in poverty and be quiet and go away. Well, we're not being quiet anymore. And I think that that is what has been partially involved with forcing the change. We, we just, across the province, people are banding together and saying, no more. Shelley, you asked about other provinces. In Ontario, up until just a couple of years ago, it was also the case that there were yeah. certain conditions under the minimum wage that allowed people with disabilities not to be paid a minimum wage. And it was, to me, I found it stunning. It, it shocked me yeah. that, that, again, we're not, we're not talking about anything other than what is known as the minimum wage, what should wage. be considered the absolute baseline. And it just it struck me that, that, again, same thing in Ontario, that people sort of stood up and applauded and said, this is great, well done. It's like, guys, this is this is the basic fundamentals. So, Shelley, as we both agree, th this is just like a fundamental starting point. What else Absolutely. would you like to see changed in New Brunswick in regards to the employment landscape for people with disabilities? Well, one of the first ones, even in relationship to this, is that another reporter that interviewed me said, would you be surprised to know that I asked the Minister of Kettle, which is post-secondary training and labor, um, what is what is in place to ensure that those who are currently working are not just let go or that they don't use the internship position to hire persons with disabilities and then just let them go at the end of the internship period? And the answer was, there's nothing. We didn't think of that. So, you know, maybe talk to people with disabilities before you make these rules. Nothing about us without us doesn't seem to work with our government that well. 
what seems to happen is these announcements get made and then the actual pace of changing the law or changing the legislation ends up being a snail's pace. I'm sure if we looked at federal yeah. politics, uh, whether it be the Accessible Canada Act or the Canada Disability Benefit, we see that these things really sneak their ways through the halls of parliaments. Is there any sense of what the timeline and the political support may be to get this passed swiftly and instituted swiftly in New Brunswick? Oh, I think this one will be passed swiftly. And I think the only reason it's happening now is because there's a dire shortage of employees. So they're like, well, hmm, what can we, oh, I know those folks with disabilities who have been telling us for years they can work and want to work. Let's hire some of them. That's the only reason this is happening. This is not a genuine making amends for things that are wrong. This is a, we're in a desperate situation. So what else can we do? It's, it's almost disheartening, isn't it? It is. It's very disheartening. Um, in a few years, if things go the other way, they'll find a reason not to hire us. They, you know, our accessible act in New Brunswick, we don't have it. It is just moving at snail's pace and makes the Canadian disability benefit look like it's moving like as fast as CERB did. That's how slowly it's working. There's no accessibility for our students on campus. It's okay to discriminate on campus. It's okay to refuse to give uh, notes and to have not have accessible dorms and not have accessible classrooms um w5 just did a breakout it's, it still seems to be just fine and dandy to use restraints and seclusion in new brunswick on persons with disabilities if there was not a dire need for employees i don't know if this would be happening Shelley, we know that that any kind of movement is difficult for a person with a disability, even especially if they're on any kind of government support or dealing with any kind of the poverty and other systemic biases that exist or even moving away from their support system. But when you talk about that snail's pace and a landscape that is so difficult for New Brunswickers with disabilities, I wonder if there's ever chatter about the fact that people with disabilities are looking for a way to migrate out of that province to somewhere else. Not to say there's really that many places in the country that are doing it well, but but I wonder if that becomes a genuine concern for people like yourself who are trying to build a critical mass of support and then being worried that whether it be young people or, or anybody is going to go somewhere else, whether it be in the Maritimes or elsewhere in the country. Uh, we see people leaving and going to places like Ontario, places that have accessibility acts because they feel safer and more secure. Uh, we lost five members last year just for that reason, uh, often around education or work, uh, because they just were not safe anymore here. They felt, you know, they couldn't get safe housing. Two-thirds of uh, housing that is supported we know has either radon or mold or both issues. So let's just add to the health issues. $826 is the max you can get if you're on the disability support plan and only 30% of those who apply actually make it. Um, we do not have an accessibility act. It's just, you know, we are losing people and we're gonna lose a brain drain again that we cannot afford and young people because we're not protecting 26.7% of the population because that's where our numbers are. And it's certainly not because we have an abundance of doctors to diagnose us. Mm. Shelley, certainly this conversation started at least like a little teensy bit of hope, a little bit of a positive point. Right. But that but that came together with incredible work from you and your colleagues at the mm. coalition. Where should people go to follow along with the work you're doing and maybe even offer in their support, their thoughts, their help to make sure we continue what may be small positive grains, but continue to put those grains together? 
oh yeah, like I know it's it sounds negative, but we're making changes and we're going to keep making changes and we're not stopping. They can come join us at www.nbcpd. So C for coalition, P for persons, D disabilities.org. It's free to sign up. Uh, we'll keep you informed and we will bring you into activities. Shelly Petit is the chair of the New Brunswick Coalition for Persons with a Disability. Shelly, thank you for making time to be with us today. We're grateful. Anytime. Thank you so much. Again, that's Shelly Petit, the chair of the New Brunswick Coalition for Persons with a Disability, joining us from Fredericton, New Brunswick. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.